Hello and welcome to Business Talk with Chris Hazel. Today I'm joined by Jason Rowe from Patty Smashers and Brownie Heaven based in Ulster. Uh, Patty Smashers is a new American style burger joint that shares its kitchen with Brownie Heaven uh, that's in its 20th year of trading. So uh, welcome Jason. Good to be here. Thanks Chris. No problem. Um, Yeah, uh, first of all if you could just start by telling us how you got into catering or um, hospitality um, and tell us a bit about your journey uh, and then setting up Brownie Heaven through to where we are today. Yeah, um, it was in 2003 I set up Brownie Heaven, but it came about because um, I don't, even at university 10 years prior, I'd always been interested in food and and and, and loved food. So um, I was working in the aerospace business as a project engineer um, Quite a good job, good career prospects, but I was it, it bored me. All I used to think about what I was going to cook for dinner, what what I was going to have for lunch, um, visiting different restaurants. I, I was just food obsessed, and uh, my stepfather actually died in two thousand and three, and he worked in the aerospace industry. And I just thought life's too short. Uh, I've got a passion for food. I've got, I had a little idea to set up um, an online food business, which is is what what I did, um, and just go for it. And that, that's that's how it came about. And I've been working in the industry since two thousand and three. So for myself, basically, or with my with my partner, um, she works alongside me as well. So so did uh, it? And it start. Sorry. Did it start with? Um... Did you get any qualifications or catering school or you just started baking some brownies and selling them a bit and seeing where you went from there? Uh, no, I'm a bit, I teach myself everything. So, I mean, I, I've been I've been cooking for like 15 years, not professionally, but I, I had it was it was just a basic uh, business uh, serving sandwiches. So and it started from there, but then it sort of. And it was online as well, so you could put together whatever sandwich you, you, you liked on online. I, I designed the website and put together an e-commerce site. It was probably a bit ahead of its time, really, because mobile phones didn't. Well, they were around, but people didn't go on the phone to order anything, and you, you used to sit at a desktop and order things. And it was designed for business to business, so you could just order sandwiches for your lunchtime, and we'd deliver them. Um, so I didn't, I didn't have any formal training whatsoever. I just thought I will, I will, I will, I will um, teach myself as I go along, uh, and cook everything from scratch, and that's what I did. And then that business sort of, we started getting some big catering things, and we started for an advert that we did in the Yellow Pages. That shows how long ago it was. Um, we got, a, we got a polo event for event catering. And then we started doing that every year. So that was like cooking for 400 people in a field without any real facilities. Uh, and I, I sort of um, grew a, a small team around us. And um, uh, and that, that sort of, um, that's where Brownie Heaven came along because we was baking these brownies and everybody said how much they loved them. Yeah. So then you, so, so it started as a sandwich business uh, and then you, did you carry on the sandwich business, or you just moved then solely into the brownies? Um, yeah, no, the, the sandwich business was um, an event caterers as well, and that was um, going for a while. And then I found a restaurant premises and opened a sort of uh, restaurant in two thousand and eight. Um, 
with the with the catering alongside, and then that was more like a gastro sort of place in in Beverly in East Yorkshire, um, and that's that's what that became, and. Uh, because the brown, we was doing, we were selling brownies at food festivals and the like as well, and giving samples, um, and they were really successful. So I decided to put that online um, in 2008. So that's been going since 2008 as well, um, as a, as a, as its own entity. Before it was just brownies baked for the catering business, but they but they've been baked since 2000. The recipes existed and brownie heaven as a recipe has existed since 2003. Um, yeah, so that then became we we had sort of a restaurant, and then I was cooking professionally. I was there, I was the chef creating the menus and serving serving people on an evening, more sort of fine dining sort of thing. And so was that. Uh, was that kind of the ultimate goal of where you wanted to get to, to be the, to, to have your own restaurant or is that just something that, yeah, that came was, along? No, that was, I, I was looking for an, a, a premises and it was a great, uh, I, I deliberately started to follow that that path because that's what I wanted to try, I think. Um, but the rest restaurant industry is 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 very, very hard. It's it, it's led by fashions in this country, I think. And um, uh the, the brownies have uh, overtaken the restaurant industry. I, I basically ran that as a gastro premises for four or five years, and it it was very it was well liked, but um, it was during the financial crisis, and it, it was hard to keep it, it afloat. And it so I turned we turned it into something. <laughs> This is this is a long journey, really. We turned it we turned it into um, a barbecue smokehouse um, in 2013, and it just went crazy. It went absolutely crazy. We were serving like it was only a 40 cover restaurant. It became a 70 cover restaurant, and we were serving like 300 people on a Saturday in a in a 70 cover restaurant. So, um, and that's where my passion for American food has has really come from, really. Um, we opened uh, a few smokehouses after then, and then that's how I ended up down here. Um, I had one in, in Birmingham, so we ended up with about four. Um, unfortunately, they've all they've all gone now. Um, but uh, the brownies have been going all the time since then. So um, we moved to Ulster in two thousand and two thousand and nineteen, and set up the bakery there rather than it had previously been in the restaurants. Um, and uh, just uh, just selling them online. And then last year, um, we had a lot of space in the bakery, and we just thought we could develop this into to a, a cafe, and I developed the concept of patty smashers um, for some relatives to run. Uh, and in October, and the, unfortunately, they're no longer with us, so it's just Angela and I are running uh, Brownie Heaven and Patty Smashers, which brings us where we are today, really. That's 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 the quick, uh, a, a quick run through of the last twenty years of yeah. professional life. Yeah, I'm sure quite difficult to uh, to condense down. And it's like you know, those things I'd want to chat about. I don't know whether you'll be happy. What, what happened with the um, smokehouses? Was that a, a symptom of COVID, or was that um, something else? Or uh, no, basically, we, we, it was totally self-financed, and um, the one we opened one in Nottingham after Beverly, and one in um, Birmingham, 
Birmingham was absolutely massive. It was 300 covers on Broad Street, and it was we used to do a thousand covers on a Saturday. Um, and it's it, what happened was we opened, then tried to open a fourth in Newcastle and just got just got the site completely wrong, um, and that caused problems within the, the business. Um, and so we closed Newcastle. Um, then work started to happen on Broad Street, and they basically closed Broad Street. So we lost sixty percent of our walking trade on a three hundred cover restaurant with high rents, and it just it just sort of tumbled from then. I, I don't know if you because they, they they did all the tram lines in Broad Street, and it caused it, it caused all sorts of problems with the businesses down there. Right, because it just stopped. They just stopped people coming, being able to get access to them, basically. Yeah, it was it was access to the street, and obviously the overheads for such a such a big restaurant were high, so it 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 just it just went, it it just couldn't it just couldn't survive. So um, it that just left left. Unfortunately, um, Angela and I uh, had Brownie Heaven um, to pull back on, which is why we moved to Ulster. So that, that's a bare bones uh, truth story. <laughs> yeah, so, so I didn't, um, you know, only if you're comfortable to to talk about it. Um, and yeah, so then well, it's, you... just, it's just your life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then you, uh, so then you develop patty smashes because you you yourself enjoy American style burgers, or uh, yeah, I love I love traveling the states and try uh, and trying all these um, different places. That, that they've all got different ways of doing things, and it's I I actually say that um, America's. Uh, People will disagree with me, but it's a bit like Italy, where each different town has a different way of doing something, and it's the best way. Their, their way is the best way. So there is a real food culture in America, and I know people like diss it, but each place um, specialises in different things, and it's re- it's really interesting. And the humble burger um, is just everybody loves it. All all chef, it's probably what chefs eat. Um, when they finish work and the likes is they just want to grab something and it's hot and tasty and 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 it just gets your taste buds going so yeah and it's uh and you talked about trends and fashions within the food industry and how that works and it's it's one of those at the moment as well isn't it it feels like with um sort of five guys and um honest burger and uh, a new one opened up in town that's in Leamington as well. Um, Libertines, yeah, Libertines, Stratford, um, and things like that. And uh, yeah, I should probably add, we obviously uh, I had to do my research before uh, getting getting on the pod. So um, yeah, me and my wife popped along, and uh, yeah, we loved it. It was great. Um, we obviously want to come back. We both had chicken burgers, so I think uh, need to come back and and try the beef burgers next time. But um, yeah, the, the whole point is the patty smashes. I, I, I've taken everything that I've learned over the last twenty years and stripped everything back. So I'm basically behind the grill. So I, I can understand the business from first principles. And I'm trying. Well, what I am. The whole point is we're try We're making everything ourselves, even down to the bread, uh, the fries, and every everything like that. So uh, as a as a as a way to develop and understand the concept and and hopefully we'll 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 open another one yeah the fries as well i was going to come on to those uh we especially were like these are like amazing um how do you how do you do the fries <laughs> they're so crispy and then fluffy and yeah there are there are, there are three point, there are three point cut that they're they're cooked three times basically i um 
So we, we put them through the the, uh, the chipper, which is just a hand chipper. Like, and five guys do the same thing. And in and out, I don't know if you've heard of In and Out Burger in the states. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they do the same thing. Uh, they just put, uh, but they don't. These they just they triple fry them. I I steam them for six minutes, six well six to eight minutes, depending on what time of year it is and what potato it is. Um, and then I just coat them in gluten free flour so that keeps them crispy when you right. and then you fry them twice but also i fry in like this is going to scare some people but uh, i fry in beef dripping um because it, it has a really high smoke point uh i actually believe it's good for people because it's high in oleic acid for a start as opposed to uh, rapeseed oil which um it, it has a lower smoke point it doesn't last as long and it's nowhere near as tasty mm. they certainly i did hear something about you know animal fats in general are, although they might seem worse you generally better for you when when you're cooking things like that because it's more naturally <laughs> this is yeah, this it's more natural, yeah, and the, the process that's, that it's gone through is, is well, it, it's just basically tallow, isn't it? That's what it is. It's the fat of the, the cow that's been, yeah. uh, the, the whole, the carcass has been cooked and whatever fat's uh, taken off it is um, used as the as the tallow, as beef dripping. Yeah. And you um, you do, you, from from what I could see, from social media and things and, and the, the, um, the menu, Sort of lots of different specials. How often it seems like yeah, you're always trying to invent new burgers and things like that. I'm driven driven by change and and making different things and trying to tantalise people's taste buds as well as stopping me from being bored as well. I I just love coming up with new flavour ideas. I, I, plus the fact I'm also I spent I spend a lot of time in Spain, so I've got a lot of Spanish influences. I like anything with. Anything from the Balearics and and Spain, any any cured meats and things like that. So, you, at Patty Smashes, you probably see a lot of like Spanish things, like smoked paprika and chorizo, and um, even sombrasada and mahon cheese and manchego and things like that as well, um, which makes it slightly different than what other people are doing. Really, I think. Yeah. And so, what's like your your biggest seller um, on the menu? What's uh, I think the best burger ever is simply the, uh, and it does sell, pro, it's the, between that and a bacon burger, because that'll always sell. The Oklahoma, which is the, that is probably the biggest seller. It's, uh, and it, it was developed in Oklahoma in the States, obviously, but it's really finely sliced onions. Um, on, because it's patty smashes, we don't have the burgers preformed. They're just like a meatball, so like a hundred gram meatball. Um, you put the meatball on on the grill, um, and you put the finely sliced onions on top, and then you smash uh, the onions into the into the meat, so it actually becomes part of the burger. And then when it's cooking, it steams the burger as well. So you get all that onion flavour and all that onion goodness into, the, and you simply we just serve it with on a on a hot potato bun with um, pickles and uh, French's mustard and, and ketchup. Uh, it's just simple, and, and there's obviously cheese on it as well because there's cheese on everything. But um, no, it's your it's your kind of like your well, your standard cheeseburger, 
but it's cooked in this yeah. this way, and that makes it's in that style. Yeah, yeah. It, I don't think you can beat it. We've just. I've just done a special, which I did just before Christmas, and I've still not taken it off the menu. It'll probably just end up on the menu full time. Is the the hot Oklahoma? I actually I think it's that is the perfect burger because it, it's got it's got heat and sweetness. Because what we do is we smash uh, the green chilies that the green bullet chilies that they use in Madras curries that they grind down. We yeah. we smash them in with the onions into the burger, and then we baste the burger in uh, sriracha and then the cheese goes on top of that and so then you get the caramelized sriracha caramelized onions the sweetness of that and then you get it's served with pickles and pickled red onions and mustard and more sriracha i i just think it's it's the perfect burger I, i'm going to enter it for uh the burger awards i think I start doing it now <laughs> This is not a good time to record this. It, it, just for listeners, it's, 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 it's half twelve, and I haven't had lunch yet. And we're just all we talked about is, is burgers for the last ten minutes. Um, so that's the that's the next one to try the hot hot Oklahoma. Uh, hot Oklahoma, I can definitely recommend it. We do. Um, some people say our, our food's not wasn't spicy enough, so we do a even hotter version with Carolina Reaper sauce. But I think that's just ridiculous. <laughs> Um, you'll be having a sort of, you know, uh, a chili eating contest type thing there soon or <laughs> something like that. That's, um, uh, and what's sort of, what's coming up with them? Um, have you got any new burgers that are, are coming uh, that you're about to launch? I've seen something with a, uh, with Biscoff buns or... Yeah, we've, I've, I've started making a, because we're making all our own bread, I mean, now I'll be exploring different recipes with bread and incorporating burger ingredients into bread, I think. But I've, I've started, I asked my social media audience whether they liked the, the idea of the Biscoff burger because it had gone viral on social. So I asked, do you want to see this in Ulster? Because Ulster's possibly a little bit conservative, but the feedback was, <laughs> yeah, yes. We want to see this, so so I tried it. I, I did the, the the viral one, and that's just like a big dollop of biscoff it, uh, on the on between two cheeseburgers, and I just thought it's too sweet or it's too much. I don't, it just but the, there was something in it. The flavour was actually the flavour's actually okay. The cinnamon of the biscoff works re- really well with the meat, and the Greeks use a lot of cinnamon in cooking, and it, and it with meat, and it works. And the the um, the Moroccans use cinnamon as well, and even in southern Italy they use cinnamon quite a lot with meat. So so I thought, well, if I tone down the biscoff a little bit, um, it'll. It might work, so I did. I, I thought I'll, I'll I'll put some biscoff in a bun, in the bun, in the bread bread roll or cob or, or batch or whatever you want to call it. Um, that's another argument. <laughs> uh, so I've incorporated some biscoff spread into that, um, kneaded it in, and then uh, let it prove. Put some biscoff crumb on top instead of sesame seeds. And I'm going to serve, I'm serving that with a, it's, I don't know if you've heard of a Juicy Lucy, a burger. No. no. A Juicy Lucy was developed um, in in a diner in the state. I can't remember which one it is, actually. I'm not, I'm not very good at my at remembering names and places, but it was, de- it's developed in a, in one diner in, in the States where basically somebody asked for a, a really juicy cheeseburger. So they, they developed this burger where they put in like a cheese pocket in the burger 
So when you cut into it, it oozes out all the cheese. Well, instead of just the cheese, I'm putting, I've made like a lasagna with cheese, biscoff, cheese, biscoff, cheese as a pocket, and that goes in the burger. So then once you bite into it, it's it will lose cheese and biscoff. So, and that's that's going to so be... The, the cheese is tempering a bit of the sweetness. That, the cheese is tempering the sweetness. You've got a bit of saltiness, and there's not that much biscoff. So there's a little bit of biscoff in the bun. So you've got the cinnamon taste of the, in the bun. Yeah. You've got a little bit of the cinnamon taste in the burger as well. And plus the fact it cooks through into the burger. So you get a, you get that taste. And then it's just served with pickles and lettuce and uh, and gravy mayo and um, a fireball homemade barbecue sauce, which has also got cinnamon in it and it's got a bit of a kick as well. So right. we'll see if it, it... I think it works. It tasted really good when I tried it. And um, who sort of... Where'd you get your inspiration from? Um, who's... Who do you, yeah? Who do you look up to as chefs or uh, yeah? Um, I, I for burgers, there's a guy called uh, George Motts on YouTube. He's got a channel. Uh, it's, I think it's, it's, it's and it's called the Burger Show. I think. And basically, he's written quite a lot of books, and he knows the history of burgers. You ask him anything, he knows where anything's from. And this guy, uh, it's and it's really entertaining. This guy's got like. A little bit wavy, mad hair, and and massive sideburns, um, and you what? And he's really entertaining, but and he knows everything about burgers. And if you watch him, he shows you how to cook this burger and that burger and all these different burgers from places. Um, so that that's 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 sort of what I based the concept of Patty Smashers on. Was it was a journey of different burgers inspired from different diners and and drive-ins and dives from the US. Um, this country, uh, I like, I do like, I like fine dining as well. I, I just love it. My, my handle on uh, Twitter is uh, at loves great food. And I just love any sort of food. Uh, and I like fine dining or I, I actually like casual dining the most and just simple food done well. Um, this I, I really like, um, um, I've just lost it now. Just a minute. Just I need to blow my nose anyway. So if you can put this just for a second. <laughs> just one second. Yeah. So uh, this country, um, probably most inspired by uh, Tom Kerridge and what he does at the Hand and Flowers and takes uh, basic uh, British things and, and cooks and cooks them really, really well, rips them apart and, and delivers something completely out of this world. Um Locally, uh, I had my Glyn Pennell locally, yeah. I would say. Uh, and and just what's going, if, if you follow what's going on in Birmingham, there's a, there's a massive dining scene going on there. And uh, there's some interesting restaurants there, like the Wilderness and um, there's the, the Low and Slow Barbecue um, thing going on there. The guy's about to open a, a restaurant, I think, in, in the Jewelry Quarter. Um, what he does with barbecue is absolutely unbelievable. Cool. And um, in terms of going back to Patty Smashers and, and the journey that's on, it, it, you obviously opened up the um, kitchen there originally. As it, it was just more of a sort of a commercial type kitchen, was it for, for Brownie Heaven? Because it's quite well. It was away. Yeah, I mean, previously the location it was originally um, Circo's factory building, I think, which which had moved down the road in Ulster. Um, and that was the canteen to the to the to the factory building. And then the, the, the current landlords bought the property, and it, 
to just rented out different units on there. Um, and it has been a, I think it has been like a, a breakfast place and a, an Italian. Um, and when we took it, it was it'd been empty for about two years, but I just thought it was a good site just to base the brownies because we weren't going to open the doors, so it didn't really matter. Mm. Um, but there was a lot of wasted space in there. I mean, you've, you've seen there is the, that front of house bit. There's there's room for about 30, 35 covers, I think, really. Probably a few more and outside. Uh, and I, I'd read about places, uh, burger joints, that have opened up on industrial estates and they've done really well. So we, I, I had an idea and a, and a concept, and we had some relatives who would really wanted to work for themselves. So I said, "Well, I'll I'll show you what to do, and I'll I'll coach you, and I'll set it all up, and teach you how to cook and um, present the burgers and and run the business, basically um, something that would be good for them." But it, catering was just too much. But catering's a Catering's a hard industry, so um, it was just too much. So after two weeks, they left us, and we didn't want to close close the. <laughs> I do love the cooking, actually. Yeah, and uh, so so in, in the future of it, you said you, said you mentioned you might you might want to open up somewhere else, or yeah, what, what, um, what's the plans for fast smashers? I think um, also in in Birmingham, I think. I think that would be, we know Birmingham quite well because I've worked there before. So, um, and I think in a in a busier location, I think it deserves a busier location. That's as much as what we're what we're trying to do. Really, everything from scratch and first principles. Uh, yeah. And have you say you like are you in the process of looking for sites, or is that sort of fit a little bit? Down? Yeah, yeah, looking, looking, um, not seeing anything suitable as yet, but. but Always looking. Cool. Um, great. Uh, uh, yeah, look, I've, you know, as a, from a non-biased perspective, obviously we've we've met and chatted, but I, you know, knew nothing about it going into uh, coming into your restaurant last week, and yeah, the burgers were were really good, and all the other ones on there look amazing. Uh, um, yeah, just finishing up uh, with my standard question: um, What's your favourite local business? Uh, would to be because Nelson has really helped me with the bread, I would say um Butter Street Bakery in Ulster. Um what he's doing with uh, croissants and uh, and his bakery skills are, are are absolutely amazing. So and it's a really small business. He's also teaching people how to bake bread and bake. So uh, and being a fellow baker just to receive that sort of community from uh, Somebody you could say who's like in competition with you was 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 quite surprising, really. And it, it, it's it's good, it's really good, and his food is his food is fantastic. Nice. Did you get out? Because it was the um, Ulster Food Festival at the weekend just gone, wasn't it? Did you get? Did you um, did you get out into that or? Uh... Uh, no, we we just opened. We just opened. We 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 have. We just opened the doors at, in Patty Specials. We was quite we was quite busy actually. Um, we had a few people coming in after the after they'd been down to the food festival. So we have done it before with the with the brownies, um, but I mean we've got our own site now and it's in Ulster. So 
and I'm, we're not really set up to do patty smashes in in other locations, like in the street. If you know what I mean, yeah. I'm not. We've not got that equipment, and we've not got a, we've not got a van or a refrigerated vehicle to take anything. So, unfortunately, it would have been good to just do a stall there and and get the name out there. But uh, we're not in a position to do that at this moment in time. So, especially seeing as there's only two of us, this is a real small family business yeah. at the moment. <laughs> Where, so where can people find you? Where's, um, where's best to find you? Um, get in touch or um, come down and, and try the burgers. Yeah, in in um, we're on the corner of Ulster, um, King Wilson Farm Road and Tithing Road in on Arden Industrial Estate. Um, so if you or you can find the brownies online at brownieheaven.co.uk or you want to find just.com. Perfect. Um, well, yeah, it's been great chatting to you um, and trying to condense oh, yeah, can it down. I do Sorry. Sorry, I'll let Sorry? you do that again. Can I do another plug? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, we've got um, a, a, a special one-off event um, on June the 4th on a Sunday. We're doing um, massive Yorkshire pudding wraps right. um, with with barbecue brisket or barbecued uh, chicken. And it's, so it's basically like a, a Sunday roast in a big, in a big Yorkshire pudding wrap um, with a gravy dip, cauliflower cheese and roast potatoes in there. So um, that's something that's come about on social media. So. Cool. So that's, uh, that'd, be, that'd be in, in the restaurant. That's a, yeah. That's a patty smashes. Yeah. Cool. Fourth of June, get your Yorkshire pudding wraps. Perfect. That's cool. It, yeah. Yeah. Thanks again uh, for coming on. Um, it's been really interesting to find out about your story uh, and also, yeah, hear a bit more in detail about how you how you're making the burgers and um, yeah, where you get your inspiration from and all that sort of stuff. So, thank you very much. Yeah, you're welcome. That's that's been good fun. Thank you. It's been really good to meet you, Chris. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to be a guest on the podcast, please email me at chris at chrishazelmortgages.co.uk. Speak to you next time.